Welcome to Spouse Tales Podcast. You really can't make this stuff up. Bringing you truth, solutions, and innovative ideas to some of the most controversial and overlooked questions inside the practice and out. Hello to our creator and co-host, Joanne Majors, CSP, published author, certified speaking professional, joined by her co-host, Kathy Signo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spouse Tales. I'm Joanne Majors. And I'm Kathy Signo. And we know one thing that's for sure. You cannot make this stuff up. You can't make this up. So, Kathy, uh, I'm excited. We're going to talk about connection uh, or connecting with intention today. And um, this is one of our favorites. And in the stuff that we teach in our seminars, we... um, teach the information about engaging phrases and I think that's probably one of my um, one of my most favorite uh, subjects to to dance on I say besides transfer power it's the thing that we probably visit most in our office and have become um, the bigger part of what we do what what do you um, what do you feel like is is critical when you are um, connecting um, with intention. I mean, let's do a, why don't you give me a family example? For instance, uh, Monica or Tony or an a- example of where using one of these engaging phrases has been beneficial. Well, I think in, especially in a relationship, whether with a significant other, um, many times when we are communicating, we are waiting to We're not listening with intention. We're waiting to give our response. Mm -hmm. And so I think listening with intention and then looking at that person and saying, tell me more about that. Rather than assuming we know what it means, really asking. Yeah. And intention is the thing there to try to get deeper in there so that you get a really get to the bottom of what the situation is right that's really that's probably my favorite tell me more about that or help me understand those are my two most um as as far as engage engaging phrases I mean obviously I love you know permission and apology and there's ways to use that but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about those you know just the the engaging ones and for me I think about it's um it's open-armed it's disarming in other words when someone says um you know I uh, that's not who I voted for, and I don't like that person, for instance. You know, when I do this open arm thing and I say, really, you know, tell me more about that, right? It's totally different than saying, you know, you're, you're wrong and I'm right. It's truly seeking to understand, and we, we talked about that before. But I think that one of the things that we can, that we want to try to encourage people to do is, is, you know, if you think about in our dental offices, when, when we don't use engaging phrases and we answer things yes and no, I think that we miss such opportunity to truly connect and intentional connecting means, like you said, when you're, when I'm having a conversation, I've got to be listening intently, not because not preparing my answer or my rebuttal. You know what I mean? It's like, I've got to be listening intently because for me to be able to ask the next question, I've got to be listening to what it is they're really trying to share. You know, it's interesting because we had something like that in our team meeting on Friday when we were working on some role playing and some transfer of power and things like that. And we have a new hygienist 
And I told her that if you give information ahead of time, you talk to the patient about a situation ahead of time, it's information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you tell them after, it's an excuse. And I was going through some role playing with her about how that might happen. And she's very young, just graduated from hygiene school. And I thought her eyes were going to bug out of her head. Yeah. Because I don't think she ever heard that before. That I guarantee she hasn't. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, they just don't. I mean, I, I, you know, it's just not that way it works. No, it's not. But when you talk about true connection with the patient, that if you preframe that patient and you spend time with them and you ask them specific questions to find out what their values are, what their needs and desires are. Tell mm-hmm. me about what it was that you loved about your last dental experience. Yeah. Well, and I think about, you know, you know me, that's my favorite chapter out of the book, that information versus excuses, my very, yes. very favorite one. And I think that um, there's so much value in understanding that. It's like, you know, um, tell me ahead of time and it's, we're going to, st- we're going to be in a good relationship. If I've got to bring it up, it's going to be a problem. And I mean, only because it just changes. Uh, for me, it it changes the intention, right? I mean, there it is. It's like it changes it when when you could have told me all that before, especially as, I mean, if you think about it as a patient or as, um, you know, as somebody who um, doesn't really understand that, you know, that those things are as critical to the outcome of the relationship or the, the, the encounter that you have. I mean, it's, it's so important. And I think patients, you know, it's like pricing. I mean, saying this could be a, this could be an investment of as much as blank or as, as, um, as less as, or less like this, you know, I mean, an investment of, and this to this, I I don't mind saying some of that. It's not the first thing. I don't want to be the money person, right? I mean, I don't want the phone call to be about a money if you're on a phone call or if you're with them, but I do want, I, I do want them to know that there's a fee involved. Yes, we do. And you know, when you even, we accept assignment on insurance, we'll file insurance for patients. Sure. And at the forefront, if you tell your, your patient that, you know, this is kind of like a coupon, And we're going to work as hard as we can to maximize what benefit you might get. But our focus is making sure you get the best care possible. And understanding those things up front. Like you say, we don't treat the insurance, we treat the patient. Mm -hmm. And let them know we're going to do everything we can to maximize their benefit. Now we're on their side. Yeah. Well, we're working for them. Yeah, I think that um, the key is to keep the conversation open. You know, it's like when they call, we were talking about, um, you know, thinking about coupons. I mean, my whole the whole section on coupons and benefits is let's stay away from the word insurance. And I mean, I say it over and over. They go like, what are you saying? And so that's another one that we should do just strictly on how we talk about, you know, dental insurance in our practices, because it's not it's, you know, neither one of our offices are on a um plan so to not participate in a plan today and be in a community where you know people are you know really really interested in whether or not you take their plan or not would be a whole nother you know a whole nother series but when I when I think about these I think about you know the the person that says do you do you do this or do you do that do you take this plan do you not take this plan and they ask all those questions and what I always think about is like you know um at once we connect by name or whatever is saying, you know, like, I want to be able to answer your question. Can you, 
can you share a little more about that? I mean, tell, tell me where you work and tell me a little more about your plan. Because they really don't know about the plan. They really just want to know um, if they can come to your office, right? I mean, we, we've talked about this. There's only a couple of things they really know, you know, to ask. You know, do you take my plan and how much is it going to cost? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I think, you know, like, well, um, you know, I'd love to hear more about that. Again, my name is, you know, Joanne and Kathy. Tell me, tell me what you're interested in, Dave. You got a tooth that's bothering you. It's like, if I can get it away from the money or away from the insurance or away from the whatever it is that they think is the most important and have an opportunity to, huh, guess what, connect with intention, you know, by engaging phrases, then I think that we get, we're, we're way further along than, than the phone, the, the unimpressive phone skills that just say yes and no. Well, and like you say, when you say yes or no, you are oh, a, a question that only gets a yes or no answer. You kind of stop communication in that moment. Yeah. You but do. If you engage them in a conversation about what that means to them, what that question means to them and what it is they're really trying to find out. Yeah. Well, and you always talk about rolling the ball down the hill rather than trying to push it up mm-hmm. with the cycle of six and trying to create that relationship at the front end yeah. so that when you get down to the bottom, it's concerns and issues. It's not a, a fork in the road where, you know, there's a big stop sign. Yeah. It's walking with them, hearing what their concern or issue is sure. and helping them find a way to solve it. Yeah. Well, and I think about, you know, when I say ask with the intent to serve. I'm not asking to be somebody who's going to see how long I can ask. I, I can out ask you. You know, I mean, that's not that's just not the reason we do it. Because I'd win. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, you know, that's not the reason we do it. We do this ask with the intent to serve. I mean, we with the reason we ask more questions is because we want to meet and exceed expectations, and we can't if we're just saying yes or no. And I think that's the place that I just get bogged down with 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 uh, practices that just don't understand that. And I I think about like. Um, you know, being able to, to reframe something. Okay. Help me understand how, um, you believe that the people who are sitting in that high rise, you know, in downtown Chicago really care about your oral health. I'm confused. You know, it's like, help me understand. I mean, I love to reframe something somebody said with help me understand. And then, you know, repeating what they say and then saying, um, you know, you know, like, help me understand. Tell me more about that. It's that same, it's the same thing. I mean, we would do that with, you know, JC when he was growing up. Okay, help me understand how, um, not how, you know, leaving school early today and missing this class is going to get you out of high school and into college. Like, that's what you, because you said you wanted to go to school. So help me understand how what you're doing right now is going to get you there. It's, I mean, that's the very simple thing. And, and being able to you know, being able to, to say those things and reframe them with a patient is huge, but we have to be listening, you know, intently and connecting intentionally to be able to know the questions to ask them. Well, and we're not, like you said, we're not just asking to hear ourselves talk. Yeah. Big difference. We're, big. <laughs> there's a big difference once, you know, I always say when a patient says, if they, they talk about values or, or whatever, and they say, well, money's an issue for me. And you ask them right away in many offices, that's a red flag and they don't want to progress any further. Well, we can't present treatment because they can't afford it. Right. When the reality is, is if you ask them to tell you more about it, they might say, well, I just need to be able to make a monthly payment. Right. And we're like, 
fantastic. We've got a great company we work with. Care Credit can help you with that. Yeah. It's if we wouldn't have asked that question, we would have never been able to serve that patient and yeah. take care of the need that they had. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that that's probably one of the biggest ones. And you know, it's funny because I'll hear doctors say, "Oh, I don't want to use Care Credit. You know, it's a lot of money, or that's going to take a big chunk of my money." And all I can think is how many people I talk to that give a ten percent cash discount. And it's like, yes. you know, but if you can do the treatment today, I mean, are we really serving our, I mean, I realize that there are places where people can, you know, put their hands in their pockets and put tape across their lips and go, Mm-mm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I mean, I get that. We're not in that neighborhood. You know, I mean, we, we have to be able to make it easy for our patients. Here we go, right? <laughs> make it yes. easy for them to Here do what we, we want them to do and hard for them to do what we don't want them to do. We want to make it really easy for them to stay in our practice for care. We want to make it hard for them to want to leave because we do find ways for them to get the treatment. You know, first thing is to create value for it and then being able to find a way for them, you know, to um, make the payments within their budget. And and most of the time, I mean, I, you know, we we just we just stay in there. And that's, you know, it's like you, you stay in there with the questions. That's the thing. When you think about this, the whole thing was about connecting with intention. Our intention is to serve them at a higher level. And if that's the reason I keep asking questions, you know, it's to be able to serve them. No other reason. Well, and like you said, stay in the game with them because so in today's world, everyone's ready to just push you out the door. But you have to work a little bit too hard or take a little bit too much time. People don't want to do that. And if you really use these skills with intention to, like you say, serve that patient and stay in the game with them, the relationships that you can create on top of being able to serve people at a higher level, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, that's where you get the juice. That's where you come back tomorrow and you feel good about what you, what you're doing is because you helped somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, I was at a technology company last week and, um, you know, spent two or three days working with different departments and, you know, customer service and sales and, onboarding and just some different departments and it's really interesting how um they are such a cool place such a cool culture but again it's one of those things that sometimes I think people forget how important it is to stay in that stay in that um, learning you know I'm going to keep learning about the client because I can keep serving them and it's like once you make the sale it's not done you know, of any product or service, especially the technology companies, it's not done. You know, they'll just cancel the app or their subscription or whatever it is, right? If, if in fact, I don't still feel like I'm important. And I think that all of that is about that connecting with intention. And, it, and, and we were talking about how critical it is in a dental office to know who the referral was and to just keep talking about that referral. And, and it's interesting. It's not something that they've actually done that much of. And so all of a sudden they were like, wow, that makes so much sense. But it is. I mean, it's because it's the way... It's the way we've built. It's the way we've built the business, and it's the way we've built our relationships and our practices. So, it, for us, that's there is no other way, you know. No, it, it you know, and it it becomes part of the fabric of the practice. And when you bring new people on, they see a culture and a way of being that most of the time is very different. Sure. But with the coaching and and the intention with the team of coaching, role-playing, working together so that someone understands that 
like I told, we told the, the hygienist when she came in, I'm trying to think, was it 80? I'm probably going to get this a little bit off, but only 25, 20 to 25% of what matters is your actual skill. Yeah. The other 75 or 80% is how you connect and communicate with people. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is. the, as you call the soft skills, the verbal part of it, that's the most important part. It really we is. We expect you to do the, we expect you to be able to do the clinical part. Yeah. It's the other part. What they remember is how apart. they felt. What they exactly. remember is how they felt when, when you talked to them on the phone and when they, they encountered you, how, how did that feel? So, yeah, it's been a good one. One of our favorite ones. And so, um, maybe, um, the next one we'll move on to, um, some more of the other, um, intentional connecting phrases but for this one I'm going to sign off and um, say that um, help me understand why this has to be over so soon yeah, absolutely <laughs> that's right tell me more about that right yeah yes yeah very good well um, thanks to our listeners we promise to honor your inbox and we're gonna uh, sign off and I look forward to seeing you on the road Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Spouse Tales. We ask you to consider our podcast sponsors when you need solutions. Thank you to Care Credit, helping get the care people want for themselves and their families. Cedar HR Solutions, the leading provider of custom-crafted dental employee handbooks, employee management software, and on-demand HR support for dentists and office managers. Dental Entrepreneur Woman Magazine. Do Life is the number one lifestyle magazine for all women in dentistry. It inspires, highlights, empowers, and connects women in our industry. Weave, bringing dental practices and those they serve closer together. Signing off live from Austin, Texas, this is Mel on Air. See you on the road.